And now, he's a San Diego native, a top-rated real estate professional by the Wall Street Journal, as seen on the American Dream on Channel 4. It's Whistle Time. Your host, Kyle Whistle. Hey, hey, this is the time where Kyle's not here, and we are having Stephen Wenner in the house. I wanted to wish all our listeners a big hello. I have a special announcement to make, which I won't make yet, but... Right? Well, let's just get everybody involved first. So we've got uh, our incredible co-host, Mr. Paul Johnson. How's it going, buddy? Great. Glad to be here. That's awesome. I've got a newer friend of mine, somebody I've been getting to know through the speaker circuit and coaching and just just an amazing guy that pops up everywhere. We've got Mr. Jason Freeman in the house. How are you, Jason? I, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm popping. You are popping. Yeah. No, Nobody could see Jason because we're on radio, but he's popping. And uh, we we almost have an Italian sports car in here. We have Sarah Ferrara. How are you, Sarah? I'm doing great, Stephen. Thank you. She told me to say something along those lines. So my big announcement is um, just moments before, um, like taping the show, I became an American citizen. Yes. Right? I'm waving my flag. I'm waving my flag. Well, yeah. Yeah, you've got your flag. Yeah. Shirt. I'm wearing my shirt. Oh, thank you, Todd. Buzzer, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, no O Canada button. I think there's a. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) So it was uh, just an interesting morning uh, going there, being there from early on, paying a ridiculous amount for parking, and then uh, not knowing when it was going to end. Some of the people that do performance dance over at uh, Balboa Park did very interesting dance from Hungary and. Lithuania. I was like, oh, this was interesting. But uh, I guess we need to know where people are coming from and the traditions they bring. So go America. Thank mm-hmm. you. Right? I love it. So, I, yeah. I wish I had some better sounds. You're my I, boy, I don't, <laughs> but I, I, if it was like, you're my boy, red, white, and blue, like right? that could work really nice. I think so. Yeah, we'll, so we'll maybe we can add lib and, and add some more stuff. We'll Todd, Todd, work on that, buddy. <laughs> prioritize right <laughs> so how's everybody else how's everybody doing well that's the the radio doesn't do well with crickets doing, we're doing good doing yeah. good sarah's Cheers. is really relaxed and ready for this and jason what was that uh, i ate breakfast this morning <laughs> i just wanted to announce that to the collective audience and that's very exciting because uh i in i do intermittent fasting so i didn't mm-hmm. what are you doing with that now paul have you changed up all your diet and stuff all the time. Are you? Well, yeah. So right now I'm doing, I'll do the coffee with the MCT powder. Um, and then I'll do a plant-based protein shake with athletic greens. I put about six different supplement uh, mushroom. There's a mushroom blend that I put in there. Shroom tech. This is exactly why I asked Paul what, what he does for food, because most, most people wouldn't expect that. No butter. What's well, no butter in your coffee. I don't always do that. No, I find the MCT powder is enough. Yeah, there's a keto version of it that's really nice with the acacia fiber and probiotic. Uh, you know, nice. I'm a I'm a weirdo with that. We're all Steve weirdos. knows. He's yeah. seen. I've got shelves I, of yeah crazy wacky it, things. For if me. I had Paul's diet, maybe I would wouldn't have a speech impediment. Well, we don't know mm. that, so maybe we can try. So on the next show. Right. <laughs> About a month from now or a few weeks, we'll we'll get Jason on some of your breakfast blend and we'll see what happens. And if it transforms you, then this was a miracle. We'll see. Right. I mean, and you know, um, both of my oldest kids have speech delays, speech impairment. Mm-hmm. So they're on a similar diet to me and it, I don't know if it's helped much. <laughs> well, your, your wife is also like an incredible partner with cooking totally. and healthy living. And uh, Paul's also one of the best barbecues I've ever met in my life with a big green egg. And I mean, you don't ever want to leave if you like brisket or tri-tip or what, what is your specialty? Most people come for the tri-tip. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a carnivore. So yeah. like your tri-tip yeah. is amazing. So, yeah, and um, I don't know. We're talking about eating. We're talking about Ferraris. We're talking about speech impediments. What's been going on in, in your past week, Sarah? Just, you know, enjoying the weather. Glad it's not raining anymore. That's true. Yeah. The weather was kind of a bummer for, like, they always say May gray and June gloom, but it really yep. was this year more than I can even remember. We literally went from winter straight into summer. Seriously. There was no spring. Yeah. 
I've had low power bills for like May and June, which was very surprising. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, nice. I, right? And speaking of power bills, I can't even believe what SDG&E or what is the one um, more around uh, LA or Orange County? What's P- Edison? Edison or whatever. Well, I don't know who it was. They were saying that if they're going to have like big windstorms or whatever, they're just going to shut down everyone's power now. Have you not heard that? No. Yeah. Where they're literally going to turn it off. Because of the Northern California fires yeah, last year. Just to mm. be preventative because of the power lines actually sparking fires because they get blown down. So I don't know what's better, fighting a fire or having like millions of people panicking because they don't have power. And it could be for days depending on the weather. Right. right? Yeah. So I don't know. It's Someone uh, invest in a generator. Yeah. Or one of those. We've been wanting to get one of those Tesla wall battery. Right. You know, they're back ordered like two years or something. Like the last time we checked, they were back ordered like 18 months or 24 months. That's the one thing I like about Elon Musk is he's always thinking about different things to just change yeah. the way we operate. Yeah. You know? mm. And that battery is a really smart idea. Just, you can run your house for like, I want to say like seven to 10 days. I, I don't know. At that yeah. part, I don't know. But if you've got sun that keeps coming out. What you're, what you're right? taking down to. Well, it's going to be charging during the day. Mm-hmm. So... I need solar because my my wife is so quick with the air conditioning and my kids leave every light on and I'm my dad. I'm like my dad. He they don't have that Canadian blood. School. What's they don't that? They have that Canadian blood, that thick, right? insulated. Yeah, just doesn't matter. You don't need to cool it down. <laughs> it's like you have one of those two-story houses with the big vaulted ceilings and it's yeah. just, it takes forever. Yeah. So the peak, it's like four to 600 bucks a month and that's just like, it's obscene. Mm. So... Yeah, uh, my kids don't really like to turn off all the lights, and it really drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. We could just talk about me and the lights and the weather and stuff. but And the citizenship. And my citizenship. Would you feel better if we turn off the lights in here, Steve? No, I'm not paying for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. The, so. pro- the process of becoming a citizen, I'm really curious. Yeah. Like, is there anything that you want to share about that? You know, um, becoming a citizen, I think was, it wasn't so much just because I've lived here for 11 years. It was because I have a wife, family and roots here. Mm -hmm. So it felt really important to be uh, connected to my family on that level. And uh, I joke uh, about being deported, but you know, if anything, if I did anything, if something horrible happened, I could be kicked out. And then Mm -hmm. it was also for safety and security purposes, you Mm -hmm. know? And this is home. This is home now. Totally. So it, there, there were so many different things that, that triggered it. And then um, in a, a group that I'm in, the Provisors group that I'm in, my group leader, Kimberly Best Robido, best immigration attorney around. If anybody needs an immigration attorney, please reach out to me. Um, you can email me at steven at whistlerealty.com, steven at whistlerealty.com. Kimberly is amazing. She helped me with just getting through all the immigration, filed all the forms for me. And then it was really about studying for the civics exam. Mm -hmm. So Sarah was making a joke, I think, that I probably know more than most Americans, which is very true. True. And it always makes me think, because I'm Jewish, that, you know, when somebody converts to marry their new spouse, they learn so much more than their spouse knows. So it's like anything, you know. uh, Every citizen I, I talk to, other than we've got... Paul in the back, right? Who's not on a microphone. And my brother-in-law, Mike Lowe, who's like, I know it all too. I know it all. But most (laughs) people don't know anything, Mm. right? They hardly know anything. So Uh, Easier or harder than the real estate exam? Oh, it's, (laughs) jeez. Yeah. Oh, we don't have to go there. Right. Somebody should try an insurance exam. That Mm. one's one's hard. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, it was was fairly simple and it was interesting because you study 100 questions. And you just have to get six out of 10 right. So I got the first six and it's so anticlimactic because you just go so quick. And then the lady who interviewed me goes, okay, great. Okay, we'll go to the English test now. I'm like, well, that'll be easy. Right? And the written test and that'll be easy. And and then she asks me all kinds of questions about, you know, will I harbor terrorists or deliver drugs or, you know, all that. I'm just like, no, like I'm going to say anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, right. And so it it's, it's just... Um, it's surreal because there's this massive change that um, you're not used to something like that. Like all of a sudden I'm a citizen of this country. I'm not just a visitor with special privileges. How long was that process from like? 
It it takes. Um, I mean, it can vary because so much has changed in immigration this year. Specifically. You had a good attorney, which makes yes. a massive difference. From exactly versus self filing because you can, but if you make one mistake or you you know mess up a form, it's big. You start over. Mm-hmm. So it it took it took about six months. Wow, yeah. that's the shortest I've ever heard. So yeah, well, she did everything great, right? Yeah. And things were moving along, but it can take nine months, twelve months. You know, yeah. it just varies. I wasn't even expecting to do my swearing in ceremony as quickly as I did. So it just—I don't know if it's that they've hired like a plethora of immigration uh, people over at USCIS to help with the process, but it was fairly quick. Mm. You know, and. Uh, it's it's just one of those things that I'm super grateful for. And um, my wife and I were, where were we? We've been on a few like mini vacations lately. And apparently I woke up in the middle of the night screaming. And I didn't know this. I was having a nightmare. And she's like, what's going on? I'm like, immigration, like swearing <laughs> oh in God. ceremony. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how I thought I was going to blow like saying the Pledge of Allegiance when a, a judge is reciting <laughs> it. But I, I, I was worried. Yeah. There's just so much change. It's so new. So, so yes, uh, for all our listeners, I am a brand new American and I am incredibly proud to be a part of this country. It's, it's, um, it's a country that had to fight for its individuality. You know, it really did. Canada wasn't really like that. It's a Commonwealth. So there's a different history in the struggle of the people here, which I never really, you know, understood when I moved here, but it's something you grow to learn and understand. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go to a break right away. Thank you, fellow citizens and those who are looking to become citizens. I feel you. I'm Stephen Wenner of Whistle Realty, brokered by eXp on 1170 AM The Answer and 96.1 FM. 96.1 North County. AM 1170 San Diego. The Answer. Tyson from Santee had this to say about the Whistle Realty team. Working with the Whistle Realty team was beyond what I expected. The seemingly 24-hour service that we received was incredible. I'm one to ask a lot of questions, and Kyle and his team were incredibly patient and great teachers in all aspects of the process. We had several things that needed to get done on our home just to make it right for sale, and they got the people on it to make our home as attractive as it could possibly be to sell. We got full asking price for our home and couldn't be happier with the care and education we received. Kudos to the whole team and thank you. We are using this team to buy our next house and we have an incredible opportunity for our purchase and are so close to starting escrow. Exciting times with a great crew. Thanks again, Whistle Realty. FM 96.1 North County. And AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Hey, hey, you. We're back with your newest citizen, right? I'm Stephen Wenner. (laughs) I'm going to be milking that this whole show. And uh, we are on with our first guest, who I'm really excited to have on here because he has such an incredible message to share with our listeners. So Jason Freeman is a professional speaker with a speech impediment, and he's also a perseverance coach. And the first thing that he wanted me to just pose as a question for him that he can elaborate on is, let's talk about your birth, Jason. You wanted to talk about when you were born. So, thanks, Steve. You're welcome. My my childbirth did did not go typically. In fact, I had the type of childbirth that, that most babies do not survive. See, I came a few weeks early and surprised my parents in the middle of the night. And... In the process of the surprise, my umbilical cord became kinked like a garden hose, which makes it really hard for me to say umbilical. Umbilical, umbilical, umbilical. Right. (laughs) But luckily, we got to the emergency room in time. But, But as the result, I have a pronounced speech impediment, which you hear, and... And if you put like a, um, if you you wanted me to do surgery, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. So no. so don't ask any <laughs> listeners out there if you're inclined to ask me to do surgery, <laughs> I I would not recommend it. Jason is also an aspiring comedian, as you can tell. <laughs> right. So yeah, sometimes I really bomb. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's interesting um, when 
my wife and I, our first son was born, <clears throat> she was going through uh, hours and hours and hours of labor. And in the hospitals now, of course, they're just monitoring everything for heartbeat and they're checking everything and they're always just on you for care. And then there was a moment where all of a sudden the heartbeat began to rapidly drop. And then all of a sudden, you know, everybody rushed in and they just rushed my wife out and they were saying that our son had the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck. And, you know, for, for those things to happen with, with modern medicine today, it's a lot less likely. <clears throat> you were saying that this happened to you in the middle of the night. Unfortunately, your parents, it was a, it was a surprise. Yeah, which, in 1975, too. Right. So, I mean, things were so much different. But it's, it's unbelievable how often that really does happen, having the, the cord wrapped around your neck. So what did that do to your body, Jason, other than keeping you away from a surgical table? What did that do to my body? Yeah. So, so, so that's such an interesting question because it becomes hard to separate what it physically did from 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 how I reacted to it emotionally. Mm-hmm. So so physically, I had oxygen loss, resulting in um coordination and speech differences. But emotionally, especially later in grade school, I was like, my my voice is horrible and um my coordination. Is awful, and and I became the the victim of what happened at my birth instead of using it as I use it now. Well, that there are some questions that you laid out for me, but what I really want our listeners to fully understand about how strong and powerful you are for who you are today, and the story of your birth and how you've transformed it into who you are today. Perseverance, coach. Let's talk about that. Perseverance, um, kind of a prevailing mythology of success is that that it comes from winning a lottery or a big break or, or some something external to ourselves. But really, I mean, most of the time, it's it's putting in the repetitions, it's putting in in the practice. And and that's not sometimes what we want to hear because if you're like me, you want a really easy answer. Mm-hmm. But and I guess it is an easy answer. Practice what you want to do with your life each and every day. Yes. But it's not. It's easy, but it's not. Uh, it's simple, but it's not one way or the other. You know what I mean. <laughs> I know what yeah. you mean. It's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah. Way, yeah, that's the way that mm. cliche goes. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, I mean, that's like one of those sayings. Is, like an expert is someone who's failed more in a specific area than anyone else. Right? Yeah. Like just the that is the pattern, but we're, we're so often just focused on that one successful outcome, and you don't see the ten thousand trial and error. Right. Failures, you know, average billionaire has been bankrupt 2.8 times. Yeah. And it's like overnight success. There was a a Canadian musician who's incredible. If anybody's heard her, her name is Jan Arden. And um, she, her voice is incredible. I um, I used to be really good friends with a girl that she dated, uh, Lynn Elder. She was a great friend of mine. And Lynn was also a musician. And so I would get to hang out with them often. And so Jan started blowing up. She was becoming incredible in the Canadian music scene and, and just starting to spread. And uh, she, was, she, she would basically like jokingly poke at the term overnight success, right? With the amount of hours and stages that she played and road time and before she was ever known. But then all of a sudden you come out, oh, you're an overnight success. It's like, man, the amount of diligence and mindset and work and breakdowns and just revamping the brain and things that you have to deal with. And, and then you become someone that people look at or admire or want to be more like, and it's just like, there were so many experiences that got me to this. 
There is no overnight. I bet she went to some out-of-the-way places in Canada. I bet she did. Places that you would never hear of, like Moose Jaw, right? So, yeah. yeah I, Moose Jaw. <laughs> medicine hat. I can't or remember her, hat. who I heard say this, but they're like, yeah, overnight success, 10 years in the making. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and, and that's it. Yeah. That's it. High five for that. Right? Jason, so give lo- Paul I a big high five. Yeah. So as a perseverance coach... When you're working with somebody, what are the things that you focus on? Like, where do you start with somebody? So, so, so for us, it's it's figuring out what 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 someone really wants to do. There's things that we all think we should do that we don't really want to do that just don't inspire us. But figuring out what someone really wants to do. And then after that, like breaking it down into micro steps, like my, like my um, the reason I'm here today is 11 years ago, I walked into the Sioux Falls YMCA in the middle of January and and signed up for a 35 dollar yoga membership. I didn't even do yoga that first day, but that micro step combined with thousands and thousands of others, utterly changed everything about my life. It doesn't have to be big. It just needs to be a step in the direction you want to go and then keep doing it. So I have a profound question for you. And that is you sitting here in this studio with a a speech impediment being on radio is this just something that, hey, I'm, I'm doing this? Or do you feel like you're brave for being here? I'd love you to elaborate on mm. that. Oh, you mean like at the moment? Right now, yeah. How do you feel about it? Um, I, the thought hasn't crossed my mind, actually, because I've spoken around the, the country many places yes. and been on um, many, many, many um, podcasts and shows. This is a really great one, so thanks. Thank, thank you. But um, yeah. So this has become my normal life. But the thing is, it wasn't my normal life ten years ago. To get to the normal you you want, to get to the lifestyle you want, is going to require a lot of. There's a lot of times in the past that I spoke to a group and I didn't really know my message mm-hmm. and and it flopped. There were podcasts I I was on and I didn't really know and it flopped. So it takes practice and and a lot of that practice involves making mistakes. There's no other way around it. So what what I wanted to say because it was almost like a loaded question because I had a sneaking suspicion you would answer along those lines. And the reason I asked that was for our listeners, really, because so many people, myself included at times, will give ourselves excuses as to why not, why we can't, why we should delay it. I don't want now. This isn't right. Whatever. And we've got somebody who has a very vocal speech impediment on radio. Just think about that juxtaposition for a moment and ask yourself, what isn't, what's missing in your life, honestly, that's keeping you from that micro step or in what about Bob baby step, baby step into the elevator, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, I, and, and that's life. And it's so true with what you're saying. One foot in, in front of the other, one little micro commitment leads to a larger micro commitment until it becomes inches feet, yards, miles, and then forever. We're, we're talking about a very simple message, but it can take tremendous courage. Absolutely. And that's a big word, courage as well. So That, that would be something I, I'm, so if we're saying, okay, perseverance, we're committing to this process of failure, right? I mean, we're going to have failure, mistakes, setbacks. What? Do you feel like it allows people to continue to drive through that? We're going to have to take that one after the break. We're literally cutting to break right now, but remember that. I'm Stephen Wenner of Whistle Realty, brokered by EXP on 1170 AM The Answer. 
and 96.1 FM. We'll be right back. North County, AM 1170, San Diego, The Answer. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you an important message about AM 1170, The Answer's official contest rules and regulations. Wait a minute, we're interrupting their broadcast for rules on winning stuff? Just read what's on the paper. You must be at least 21 years young to enter, and if your original prize isn't available, we'll give you something of equal or greater value. One winner per household, and you can only win once every 60 days. And we're not responsible for any lost prizes that get lost in the mail if we send them out to you. And prizes may not be substituted or redeemed for cash or made available for resale. You've got 60 days to claim your prize at our main studios. We're open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You know the complete rules are available online 24-7 and free? Wait. What? Yeah, just visit am1170theanswer.com and click on the About Us tab. <sighs> Cue the fast-talking guy. Employees of AM1170 The Answer and its affiliated advertising agencies, licensees, participating in promotional sponsors, other radio stations in the San Diego metropolitan area, and members of their immediate families are ineligible to participate and win. Lyle and Dee from Santee said this about the Whistle Realty team. Our home of 42 years was on the market for one week when three offers came in. All three offers were at or above the listing price. We are extremely happy with Kyle and the entire Whistle Realty team. And we'll highly recommend them to everyone interested in selling or buying a home. The entire team is very professional and knowledgeable. FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego The Answer it's still your favorite new citizen. It's Stephen Wetter checking in. And <laughs> just before we cut to break, Paul, you know, because the, the message was so interesting, just talking with Jason about perseverance and what's going on. And, and they had a, a pretty long uh, conversation while we were at break. But, Paul, I'd love for our listeners to hear it. You were just asking Jason some questions about perseverance. And so how do you want to frame that one up? And we'll see what, uh, what we can get as far as another share. What are some of the common themes or, or maybe some of the things as you're working with people, uh, what keeps them hopeful in moving forward as they're going from failure to failure on that path to success? Um, two, two things. First thing is it's so crucial to realize that maybe you failed or made, made mistakes in your actions and you can learn from that but to realize at the same time that, that you're not a failure, that you're not a mistake, and that this will change. And number two, which is so important, and I have a really hard time with this myself, but celebrate those micro successes. Mm. When you have them, celebrate them. That, that big deal. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's that's awesome. Thank Appreciate you, Jason. Well, we're going to move to our next guest who's patiently been waiting, right? We have Sarah Ferrara, and she works for a company called Salus. She's going to tell us the meaning of that in a moment, but it's the, the company is based on home care and hospice, right? So really about comfort and taking care of us as we get older because let's face it, the way the society is built, it's my mom's from Morocco, right? And other societies, they just, they really take care of their elders. It's a little bit of a different structure. But the way North America is set up, we have this type of care and we have to start with the meaning. So what sure. is the meaning? So thank you so much again for having me. Absolutely. Stephen. I appreciate it. Of so Salus, uh, uh, or in Latin, Salus, uh, but I usually, when families ask me, how do you say your company name? I say, however you say it is correct. Right. Salus or Salus. Um, so <laughs> it's the Roman uh, goddess of health and well-being. Wow. It's the, the meaning. Now I learned something. There you go. Right? Yeah. And everybody else learned yeah. something. Yeah. And so one of the things with just an aging population, which we see, you know, just people turning 65 every day in the thousands and, you know, Paul and I are in the real estate world and we're watching what happens and reverse mortgages becoming more prevalent now and people trying to figure out where they're going to get money. I mean, the aging demographic is something that is absolutely upon us and uh, the type of, uh, the type of care that you have because we're going to talk about home care primarily, but when is the right time to really start talking to someone like yourself and your company to understand what life life's transition is going to look like? 
Right. And, you know, I say to people that the best time to start having these conversations are now, Hmm. before you need home care, before the crisis happens. But the reality is, Hmm. is that we're waiting for the crisis, right? Why? Why do you think that is, though? Because people think that they're invincible. Yeah. And people Mm. think that nothing's going to happen to them. Me too. Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not me. Not you. (laughs) No. We think we're going to live forever. Yeah. And, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, things happen, accidents happen, people fall in their homes every day. Yep. You know, the calls that we get are for people that have had usually a fall or an incident at home. They're going 911 out to the hospital. They're finding that they have a broken hip, something that needs to be replaced. And then they're thrown into this hospital system Mm -hmm. of, are they admitted? Are they under observation? What happens during the hospital stay? Are they gonna go to skilled nursing? Are they gonna return home? When do they return home? Mm. And then when they do get home, the big question is, who's gonna be there to help? Right. That's the hard one. Right? Yeah. And a lot of times families are not prepared because we see a lot of people now that are working two jobs, that have children, that, you know, mom or dad had a fall and they're now returning home to their big house and maybe have no support at home. And the family maybe is a professional in a different industry and has no idea the first thing to take care of their loved one. Yeah. And that, that, that in itself is so challenging. My dad is 84. My parents still live in Canada and it's almost like it's, it's a religious occurrence once a year during winter, he slips on black ice, you know? Yeah. And, uh, my dad had valve replacements, so he's on blood thinners and man, he bruises like you literally put makeup on him, right? It just looks like a movie for how he bruises and every year. And, this past winter, we thought he might have broken his knee because he fell right on his knees, you know? And um, and it's just, yeah, just the momentary pauses me thinking about my own dad and, and those occurrences. And it, it, I think you're absolutely right. It happens during crisis, and that's when everybody's panicking. Nobody's being logical anymore. And, totally. and then, right, totally. and then everyone starts to infight family-wise too because who's going to do this and who's going to do that? Well, you don't know what the options are, and then right. you're coming into what sounds like an array of options in this like really triggered state yeah. and everyone's got to come together and figure it out. Yes. First of all, what are the options and then what's the best one? And then there's always that comp because my grandma passed last year, you know, and being around this a few different times, you just see it and it's, it's brutal. Well, is, is the information, out there and simple or is it daunting and confusing if a consumer just went online trying to figure this out or you know like what what is the consumer experience if they wanted to do it now before crisis what does that look like for them so a couple things i think going online definitely you're going to be dealing with sometimes there are companies where they will get your information and let's say you're plugging in, you're looking for a non-medical caregiver or you're looking for a placement option and you put in your information. And the challenge with that is sometimes you are being almost sold to companies where right. they're calling you yeah. and you know blowing up your phone and not giving you accurate information. Yeah. So I think the thing to remember is, you know, definitely I know when when calling our organization or speaking with, you know, a social worker is, you know, asking them about, you know, kind of being aware of the cost Mm -hmm. of, okay, my plan is to have my mom at home with non-medical caregivers. People assume that taking care of having non-medical caregivers coming into their home is less cost than putting someone sometimes into a community. So it's really important to speak with you know, either social workers at the hospital or someone from a home care organization to find out, you know, what is the background of this non-medical caregiver coming in? One of the benefits, what can they do? Are they going to be able to help my mom with a shower? Are they going to be able to help her with grocery shopping? Or I even talk about quality of life factors. Mm -hmm. Yes, we want to be, our basic needs to be taken care of, 
but what about taking my loved one to the movies right. once they start feeling better and Keep playing alive. music for them yeah. and making them, you know, having them sit out in the sun. Um, so finding out, I think first and foremost, what kind of help they need in regards to their activities of daily living. So mm. bathing, dressing, toileting, all of those things that we take for granted, sure. right? Every day. Yep. And then finding out what their budget is, because people assume yeah. that these things are covered um, under insurance. And in some cases, people have done some good planning mm -hmm. where maybe they have a long-term care insurance policy um, where they can readily pay for home care. But a lot of it is private pay, long-term care, or in some cases, um, the VA. Can, can you give us like just a variance of pricing from, you know, starts at to if they had to move into a home versus in-home sure. care? Sure, sure. Yeah. So I'll give you a range. I'd say um, non-medical home care is running these days between $25 and $35 an hour. Okay. So that's um, not too bad. It's not. However, mm -hmm. there are some people, there are some companies that, you know, have a minimum. Okay. So a two-hour, three-hour, four-hour minimum. Those shorter shifts are going to be a higher rate. Okay. Um, now, going into a community setting, it really depends on if you're going into a boarding care, which is like a six-bed home, right. versus a larger community. And those can be anywhere from on the low end from about four forty five hundred upwards to fifteen hundred. Oh excuse me, not 15, fifteen. 000. Sorry. Fifteen thousand. Thank That's you for amazing. the correction. That's yeah. Crazy. A month. So Yeah. Yep. I just I mean I know how hard it is to make money and to spend it that quickly on care and that's after tax dollars. I mean Definitely some planning needed. And we're, we have about a minute before we go to break. So there's some pretty detailed questions I still want to ask right after the break. But how can people find you? And we're going to do this for you after the break as well, Jason. But how can people reach out to you, find out more about your services, about Salus, things like that, so that you can answer their questions? Sure. So, um, you know, they can go online to saleshomecare.com. Can you spell that for them? S-A-L-U-S, homecare, so H-O-M-E-C-A-R-E.com. Mm -hmm. um, we also have, you know, a 24-hour line that they could call, 858 mm -hmm. My executive director is on call 24 hours a day and has wow. been, you know, he's there at 11 o'clock at night when the, the crisis vampire, happens. Right. And so we can get things started. No sleep for that person. So, And is the focus mostly local? Yeah, we cover all of San Diego okay. County. Um, and also I'm a master's um, in social work. So I do a complimentary assessment when I, with all families prior to initiating care. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're going to come back after these messages and ask another question or two and then fill in for our fourth segment. We're going to have some fun. I'm Stephen Wenner of Whistle Realty, brokered by EXP on 1170 AM The Answer and 96.1 FM. FM 96.1 and AM 1170 The Answer. The Answer San Diego has gone interactive. Download our free app to get special offers, deals, and more than just status updates and pointless selfies from your smartphone. Let's take a selfie. Did you hear something that you want to weigh in on? Download the free The Answer app to instantly call or email the station straight from your mobile device. The app is social, making you the first to know and respond. Download the free app today. The Answer San Diego. The best conservative coverage in San Diego. Chelsea in San Diego said this about Kyle Whistle and the Whistle Realty team. He's not just Kyle. He's killer Kyle. He goes after it. Our words can't come close to describe how impressed we were. The team approach was fantastic. Everyone on his staff was friendly and knowledgeable. Their work together was fluid. His marketing was incredibly aggressive. Our house sold for above asking before we could blink. If you want to sell your property with ease, then go with Kyle and the Whistle team. He went above and beyond what we expected when hiring a realtor. They even have a moving truck that you can use for free, which made things even easier. Thanks, Kyle. 
FM 86.1 North County. And AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. I won't let you down. It's still your favorite newest citizen. It's Stephen Winter coming back after break. And we're going to just come back to Sarah Ferrara, who works for Salus. And what we're talking about is home care and just how it changes lives, right? Because it's such a massive adjustment. We, we touched on when is the right time and Sarah's the right time is now, call me because it's, you don't wanna be in a panic situation. Obviously there's a variance in what the costs will look like and she, man, she, she mentioned people coming in the home hourly versus being in a facility. So I wanted to touch on what are the differences, right? Like if somebody just wanted in-home care versus moving into a facility, what what are those differences? What can people expect as far as level of care, comfort, frequency, all of those things? Sure, and I would say, you know, a lot of people want to be at home, right? Mm-hmm. They have an incident, they go to the hospital, they have surgery, maybe they go for rehab. But at the end of the day, right, everyone wants to be home. Sure. So what they can expect is when they get home, they have a complimentary assessment, um, you know, hopefully with a social worker or, you know, some agencies, you know, have a marketing person. And then the caregivers are trained in regards to helping them just kind of with their everyday needs. And, you know, the the goal, though, for, and the best thing I would say for me is sometimes when someone has this, you know, acute situation and they go through rehab and then they have caregivers, let's say, for weeks to months, sometimes there comes a time where they actually graduate off of home care services where they use us for three months and they say, you know what, your caregiver really helped me and, you know, get better, learn to walk again, get more steady you know, get my life back. And then sometimes they call us later down the road. Um, we deal with people even with congestive heart failure and mm. dementia diagnoses and people that have these, you know, chronic conditions for years and years. And their families just feel this sense of trust when they have those caregivers in place that are consistent and loving. A lot of these caregivers care about their clients like they do a mother or a father. And you see the love there and you see the trust. And I think that it just makes them more comfortable in their own home. Now, absolutely, you know, that's the benefits of being at home. Now, there are some cases where let's say you have someone with a complex dementia diagnosis and they're having behaviors and you know the unpredictability of maybe two o'clock in the morning they think oh it's time to get up and go to work and they try walking out the front door those types of situations are far and few between but we do see them and that may be a more appropriate situation for a placement or a higher level of care well i one of the things that I want to talk about, just to segue from that, because, I mean, those those situations, I'm glad they're rare because those are also very dangerous. But uh, while we were at break, um, there was a discussion going on that people think that moving into a facility means full-time immediately, where it sounded like there was a bit of a, an ability to test it out. Is that correct? Sure. So, I mean, I think with both avenues, you know, if someone doesn't want someone to come into their home, you know, we can try providing care for a day or two or a week. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I'll tell you, nine out of 10 times, the caregiver ends up bonding with the client sure. and things are fine. It's just having a stranger yeah. come and work with you and help you with the things that you're so used to being independent on mm-hmm. is, is hard. It's hard to accept help when you're so independent. But the same thing goes with placement. There are certain communities that say, hey, have come lunch with us or have a weekend, you know, with us and try us out for a week or do a respite stay for two weeks. A lot of times families sometimes will do that. We're providing maybe some care at home for them. And then they say, well, uh, the kids say, I want to go on a vacation. So they're going to have mom or dad go into an assisted living for a few weeks mm-hmm. while, while they're away. And there are many different communities that offer that service. And that it's good to know. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I had no idea. So that's, that's why I thought it was important to tell our listeners that you can have a go, right? You can try it out. Yeah. 
and I'd say, you know, definitely try trying home care as an option and trying placement as an option to see what is a better fit. Because for some people, they want to be in their home. That is the goal for sure. their life. Sure. And if we, you know, can make that happen, we want them to be safe and comfortable at home. But if not, again, trying out a community, a lot of times, you know, it just becomes like another home for them. Well, um, when my my wife's grandpa was still alive, uh, he was staying at Seacrest in Encinitas, and it was a it was an amazing facility. And um, so he was already in the facility. But I remember my wife and I went and picked him up, and he loved Coco's. Coco's was his favorite restaurant, mm. right? So we would take him to Coco's on Encinitas Boulevard. And um, well, I remember this one time we came back to the facility, and he was really struggling to remove his seatbelt. And so, you know, little old me reaches over and he nearly broke my fingers off my hand and he just yelled at me, don't touch my, you know, Mm -hmm. that independence is stuff that people do not want to just let go of, you know, we're all, we're, we're young enough, right? I can relate to that. Right. Well, again, you've, unfortunately you've had some health challenges and you know, surgery, right. The hardest thing is, yeah, I mean accepting help, like really accepting help where you're not putting yourself in a situation where you can re-damage yourself. And man, it's just hard to let go and say, okay, this is my new reality. I think that that's, it takes massive acceptance. Right. And I think too, being at home is the least restrictive environment. So that's the place where people, even if they're getting over something, feel Mm -hmm. the most control. Sure. They want to be home and, you know, they don't have some, I even ask our clients, when I do the initial assessment, I ask them what type of caregiver that they want, mm-hmm. someone that's going to, you know, chat with them and provide companionship. And trust me, I have those people that say, listen, I want to read the paper in the morning. Mm-hmm. The caregiver can bring me my breakfast mm-hmm. and clean up, you know, after I'm done. But please leave me alone while I'm, you know, reading my paper. I want my <laughs> alone time. Now, maybe in a community setting, Sometimes there's a little bit more routine and people, there's a lot more oversight. So sometimes getting used to that type of environment where maybe you have medical personnel and, you know, a lot more staff, that can be sometimes difficult for people to accept because they're used to being their own boss, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to talk about on this subject and I wish we had more time to do it. But again, if people want to reach out to you, can you please share the contact information once more for reaching out to Salus? Sure. So I would say call our 24-7 line, which is 858-278-1335. Or you can find us online at salushomecare.com, S-A-L-U-S-H-O-M-E-C-A-R-E.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. It was really informative. And Jason, I wanted for you to share your information because anybody that uh, I truly believe that could benefit is everybody by Mm -hmm. talking to Jason because in all honesty, perseverance, fighting through adversity, finding your identity, getting past all the things that you might have had to have gone through growing up, and you're a living testament of someone who's extremely positive, always moving forward, very optimistic, and, you know, just so brave, I think, even though you're not looking at it that way, by doing the things that you're doing. So I would love for our listeners to be able to reach out to you so that they can get to, to different levels and move through their own challenges, which will be different. So how can they reach you, Jason? So the, the best way is by emailing me at jason at jasonwfreeman.com. So Jason at Jason W. Freeman, F-R-E-E-M-A-N dot com. And then my website is, is there's my info on that, Jason W. Freeman dot com. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you both so much for being on the show. We're going to do a super quick what's going on with the market right now because, Paul, it's a little bananas with what the Fed's doing and the rates. And right, he just shook his head like crazy. Cool. So what's yeah. going on? Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was in Baja last week with the family and I work, I, I, you know, I don't normally work on vacation. Yep. And my client's like, why are you working? I'm like, because the Fed doesn't check with me before they change the monetary <laughs> policy. You know, I'm not there yet. <laughs> so I didn't want them to miss. And we had like, 
25 clients in three days that we were able to put new loans together for them yeah that saved people anywhere from you know 200 a month to 800 a month right that's uh, massive so real like the short story is the fed had a certain policy coming into this year which you and i've been talking about this for months i thought they were going to change it slowly over time they changed it pretty quickly they said hey we're going to raise a couple times and then they said oh we're not going to raise and then now they're talking about a cut and then yeah. this morning you know uh powell who's one of the fed presidents said uh they may even go as as far as doing a 50 basis point that's what i heard yeah half at a the point. next meeting and the reason why is because they were too aggressive last year they overextended probably 50 to 75, you know, half to three quarters of a point more than they should have. Okay. And they've actually put a little damper on the economy because of it. And so now they're trying to reverse track. I gotcha. So all those bonds that are priced years out, the whole formula just changed overnight. Wow. So rates dove like 1% in 30 days. Yeah. And I actually believe they're going to continue to inch down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an interesting time. And I, I can't even imagine what it's doing for your business. It's it's odd. My business is odd. I just listed two properties the other day. And, you know, if we were pre-June 2018, things were just like wildfire. Mm-hmm. And from June to February, uh, the market took a dip and then started to come back up. And now we're back up, but it's it just feels a little bit different. And it's hard to explain that feeling other yeah. than, you don't just put something on right now and in like eight seconds it's in multiple offers. Yeah. If that makes sense, you know. Some we had like a distorted expectation of yes. oh it's going to sell in a day. And that's the new normal, right? right? That that's what becomes your new normal because it was like that for years, yeah. for absolute years. But so it's really not healthy when things are that. Way. It isn't. So it's, I'm, it's good for a seller, but overall market it's not healthy. No bueno. So your newest citizen is about to sign off. I am Stephen Wenner of Whistle Realty, brokered by EXP. Thank you so much, Paul, Jason, Sarah, Paul in the back. 11.70 a.m. The Answer and 96.1. We'll talk to you soon.